Hello, everyone. We are back. This week, we got Bobby Holmes. He was a pitcher at Coastal Carolina. We talked about everything from dealing with an injury that is unexpected, the power of routine, and finding a hobby that you really enjoy doing. As always, thank you so much for listening. My goal, once again, is just to reach one person and help them as they go through their transition from sport to no sport. So if you're listening and you think, oh, you know, this is helping me, maybe this could help one of your teammates, one of your friends. Even someone who's not in sport, I think transition in life is something that everyone goes through. So if you're listening and you know someone, send it to them, let them know. Um, And if you know anyone that would be a really great guest and you want to hear their voice too, send them to me. Find my Instagram, DM me. So without further ado, here is Bobby Holmes. Enjoy, and I'll talk to y'all soon. Hey. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Sorry, I kind of lost my voice, so I'm sitting on some tea. Okay, so Bobby Holmes, Coastal Carolina. I'm kind of going to start in the middle, and then we can go from there. I know you had Tommy John surgery. I was reading on your profile, and I wanted to see how that was for you and how if that injury was a long time coming and that surgery was a long time coming or if it was unexpected. And Yeah, it was certainly unexpected. Um, It was my junior year. Like for anybody that doesn't know anything about baseball, like your junior year, if you're a draft guy or whatever, that's your year that you're going to make money. I mean, I'd had a good career at Coastal and I was having another good year. And I was really thinking that at the end of the year, my name would be called. And, you know, I grew up really, really poor. So I was going to take, you know, I would take a mustard packet if they were going to give it to me. And so I think with three weeks left in the, in the season, I had been sore. But I mean, you know, I was throwing like 60, 70% of our games. So nothing crazy. One day we were having a, we were playing Louisiana Monroe. It was a Friday night. So it was an important game for the series. And I think I threw like four innings and I was a closer. So I didn't really throw, you know, more than two innings for extended time, stuff like that. So I threw a lot. And then the next morning, like I couldn't, we went to do like our recovery weights and I couldn't like grip a dumbbell. I mean, I'm a stubborn person by nature. So I was like, whatever, we'll fly back. Maybe it's just because I threw a lot. We'll fly back. I'll see what happens. We had a makeup game on Tuesday against Wilmington. I hadn't thrown, like I hadn't even played catch since that game on Friday. Uh, And I said I would throw. I was, it was off. I mean, warming up was off. And then my second warm up pitch going into the game, I, I felt it and I heard it and it felt like a, felt like a snake wrapped around my arm. Um, and I went from like, you know, 89, 90 miles an hour to all of a sudden I'm throwing like 75. And I limped my way through the inning and I walked off and I was like, that's it. I, I told the guy, the, the pitching coach, I was like, that's it. I'm done. Fortunately, we had an athletic trainer's office in our stadium. Uh, so I went right in there and I didn't tell anybody, to be honest. Uh, uh, I knew what it was. I mean, you hear about it. Uh, it's really common with baseball. So I knew exactly what it was. Again, I still thought, you know, maybe in the morning it'll feel okay. And in the morning I, I woke up and I couldn't, couldn't turn the, the door handle to my door. And I couldn't brush my teeth and stuff. 
So I went to the trainer first thing in the morning. I was like, hey, uh, I need to go to the doctor like now. I need to go to the doctor uh, today. With with everything that was coming up with the draft and stuff, I you know I wanted to know what was going on. I had to I had to tell people things. I don't know. I was just freaked out, and so I did. I went to the doctor that day, and uh, when I went to shake his hand, I shook his hand and winced, and he was like, "This is probably gonna be a bad visit for you," and it was. I ended up I had a tear in my UCL, and it tore uh, bone chips off of my elbow at the same time. So on top of you know repairing my UCL I also had some bone stuff to deal with and it was a long you know I think it's on a 15 month recovery and it ended up being closer to 18 and then it just I, I never I never could get it back I think the bone thing was was a really a big hiccup I was just always fighting pain and so I had Tommy John set out for my fourth year came back for my fifth year you know I, I did everything I could I think I had like seven innings that year or something ridiculous came back and with a month to go in the season I wanted to make one last push I drove down to Florida and saw Dr. Andrews uh, and he gave me some crazy concoction some injection and um, like that week it was okay and then I threw and threw against Clemson at the end of the year I started out throwing well and then they thought I hit this guy on purpose and I was like dude I haven't pitched in like three months. I don't know where the ball is going. Okay. So they thought I hit this guy. They made this big scene and it was just long enough for me to kind of cool down. And then the next pitch, it snapped again. And that was it. I told him, told him I need to come out, tip my hat. And that was it. Thanks for sharing that. I never know with Tommy John. I know some people it's been like a long, long time coming type. Like, you know, the injuries happening and at some point you're going to have to get a fix. And then I obviously know too, with you as well, it's kind of sudden and you weren't expecting it. So. Yeah. Um, and I think you, you hear all the stories about Tommy John's not a big deal. Everyone comes back and I can certainly, so that's not always true. It's tough. I mean, the same thing with ACLs, anything like that, you undergo major surgery and you're asking a lot to, to come back and, and be full. But I think for me, Tommy John, I mean, it was like it was a blessing to me because I I didn't know what I was going to do when I graduated. If I if I left that third year, if I when I stayed for my fourth, if I graduated, and so it gave me the opportunity to kind of come back and mentor some younger guys, and I kind of refell in love with Coastal, um, and then I got my MBA, which I mean, it's nice to throw on your resume. So it certainly sucked ending the my baseball career like I did, but I I don't know. I'm I'm really at peace with how it ended at the same time. I don't I'm not someone that looks back and is like, dang, if I could have done something different, you know. I'm really thankful for that because I know a lot of people aren't that way. This obviously changed what your quote unquote plan was. How do you think that helped shape who you are now? I think it gave me a reality check, cliche and all, but you know, at any at any point something can just totally change whatever plan you think you've had in your head. I kind of had to all of a sudden change everything I was doing. And like I said, I was really focused on the draft. I, I thought that was like it, you know, that was the solution to all my problems. And turns out it wasn't, and I'm glad it didn't happen that way. And I kind of, you know, I'm sure people would say, I, got, I was a little arrogant towards the end of that season, you know, thinking someone's going to give me some money and stuff. But it was, uh, it really checked me. And then, in terms of like career-wise, though, I still didn't have a clue what I was going to do when I when I left after my fifth year. 
Um, I guess I had, I had spitballed some ideas, you know, but if nothing else, it, it made me mature quicker than I, you know, I wanted to. When you were going through the rehab and, and all that, did you talk to your friends about it, teammates, people? I was very transparent and open through with, with all that. I had surgery at, in June, so I, I knew for sure that I was going to miss the fourth year. And I, I kind of took that and ran with it as an opportunity to, like, help out in a pitching coach type role. By no means was I a pitching coach, but, you know, I just helped out where I could. And I, I mean, I took care of my stuff early and, and away from everyone so that I wasn't t- interfering with practice. I wasn't taking anybody else's time up. So, yeah, I, I, I just I accepted that role. Um, and then my fifth year, when I was expecting to come back and just had a lot of setbacks, I, I had to talk through that with people just to make sure no one thought I was dancing around or I had to be transparent with that. Um, the fourth year, I definitely knew, like, I knew what was going on. I was, I was in the, I was in the backseat and I was fine with that. The fifth year was just a cluster. Changing topics just a bit, winning the College World Series. Have you had a similar feeling comparing to that since being done with baseball? No. Um, and I don't, and I say that because I don't like winning the world series to us. Like, obviously it was, it was really cool. It was great, but it definitely hasn't like set in what, you know, we did what we did I, between the circumstances that was out there, like at the championship night game getting rained out and us playing in the daytime under a, smaller capacity like it was like 12,000 people and it just felt like we were playing another game I know that's really cliche I'm sure everyone says that but it really did just kind of feel like we were playing and we just didn't want to lose because we didn't want to not have another day with those 27 guys but as far as like accomplishing something like that no (laughs) I guess at the end of my first project like seeing the seeing 65 units up was cool and all but yeah nothing compared to playing on like ESPN and stuff that's fair (laughs) yeah do you still talk to your teammates kind of about what it was like going through that or um even have conversations now like oh I miss playing or oh I miss this or that I'm really close with two or three guys that we talk weekly at least um and I think we'll all say that the weirdest thing about not playing and then like getting into like the adult world and stuff is that no one's telling you what to do every day and where to be at a certain time. And when that stops for me, it it gave me like a serious anxiety spike. I was like, what, I mean, exactly what I was like, what in the hell do I do? Like, like when you start working, they expect you to be there eight hours a day. That's kind of a joke. You know, I mean, we're used to someone, you go, if you lift at, at seven o'clock in the morning, then you get out of study all ten o'clock. You know, you're fight, you're you're begging for, for food and and time to sleep and stuff. And all of a sudden, you have some more time. So I think if you, I don't know, if you take advantage of that and, and as a student athlete, that part of the transition, like your work ethic and stuff, that carries over so easy. And as far as like things we miss, I think those guys that I'm close with are kind of on the same page as I am. Like we don't necessarily miss playing and like suiting up every day, but we really do miss just shooting the shit in the locker room and sitting there and like practice is over and you're just, you're looked down and you've been there for an hour and that type of stuff. I think we, um, 
we miss. And then you get together like weddings and life events and stuff. And it's kind of, you pick up right where you left off. I'm sure you ex experienced that too. Um, totally. That's, that's really cool. But yeah, not like, dang, I wish I could go play catch again. <laughs> I know. Sometimes I always felt guilty because I miss soccer, but I was happy I wasn't playing. But then I had like a, oh, I would love to play, but not go to practice for three hours and then go lift for an hour and a half type yeah. thing. So it was a weird mix of emotions. Yeah, I, I definitely would agree to, with that because when I got with with all the like setbacks and and rehab and stuff that was so boring, I when we lost, like I was almost relieved a little bit myself like okay I don't know what's gonna happen next but something's gonna happen next and I'm really looking forward to whatever that is um and that's that's a weird thing to explain to someone who doesn't who's not not experienced that you know because I think the normal person thinks like when you're a college athlete you've got it all figured out like I know we're almost like further awesome. behind yeah than kids who just get out of college because they yeah they like socialize a lot more and they, they go do things and they're not tied to a 40 hour plus a week job. Yeah, Weekends. And you probably like know how to make friends easier. You know, your yeah. friends haven't been handed to you <laughs> every year. You, get, you keep some and you get brand new ones. You're forced to be friends at least for yeah. a little Maybe bit. Maybe you've saved some money. That would be nice. It'd be awesome. Did you have any big changes after you graduated, I guess, from your fifth year, when you finished your fifth year? I So I moved around a lot growing up. I, like, even, I would say I grew up around Athens, but even so, I didn't spend more than, like, three or four years there, too. Like, leaving Conway, not that, like, I want to settle down in Conway, South Carolina, but leaving a place that I had spent five years, and, you know, I stayed three of those years in one house. That was a weird feeling to me. Kind of felt like like a home, you know? So I think leaving and figuring out uh, social life and stuff and trying to find hobbies, still trying to figure that one out, trying to figure out, I don't know, what to do with time. I've recently gotten into cycling, so I'm sure I'm nobody's favorite when they're driving down the road, but I love it. Um, there was a time where I, I did not want to work out at all because I was just like, these guys told me what to do. Screw this. I hate it. And I recently, my little cousin wanted to start working out um, and we got really close and he's 15 now. So he wanted to start working out. So I was like, whatever, I'll take you. And I've really enjoyed it actually. So uh, I think just coming to grips and like doing things on your own now um, has been nice. But I guess outside of like getting a job and stuff, no, no like major changes. I mean, moving, moving, that's a big change, I guess. But I didn't move, I didn't move from like Charleston to Denver. That's way cooler. <laughs> it was yeah, that was like a very random, unexpected move. I was out of the country and I took a job coaching out at a university out here and got back and packed my stuff within a week and drove on out. Yeah, I wish I would have done a little bit some more of something along those lines, like take some time to travel or something. And I started working like a month after I graduated in summer, so but that's at the time, like, that's definitely what I wanted to do. I wanted to just figure something out. You know, I also didn't have any money. Like I wouldn't have money to travel or. That was the thing as I, um, it was pretty stressful. All my friends got jobs and I took my fifth year, but I still lived with two girls out 
were on the team but had graduated and finished and they had jobs they were making real money and I was still like going to the dining hall for lunch so when I graduated for I guess finished my fifth year I started working in a bar and in the morning I'd work at the coffee shop and then at night I'd go upstairs and work at the bar and it got to the point where it was like it was really fun I I wanted a job so bad too that was like a sense of stability and not that the job in Charleston wasn't but it was more of like it was just fun and it yeah. didn't you know yeah so, I guess this, you feel so much and I was in the same boat as you like I'm sure most of your peers outside of college at Charleston had jobs because they had graduated in four years or whatever. So all my, the people I knew back home were like making money and stuff. And like, it, there's so much pressure when someone asks, well, what are you doing? Well, yeah. um, <laughs> nothing really. It's, yeah. I was like, well, I make coffee. Yeah. I'm very set. Like, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, I don't even know what I'm doing for dinner. So I don't, I don't know. But yeah, yeah I think, Moving to Denver, it was hard going back to making friends. I'd never made friends, like gone up to people and asked if they wanted to be friends or like gone out of my way to hang out with someone. It was more, we all live together. We all played together. I see you every day. Let's go grab food, whatever. Yeah. So that was probably the biggest reality check of, oh, I have to, I have to actively build a community here. And I don't have people around me who really care what I did when I was back in Charleston. So, yeah, that's, I still haven't figured that out. So <laughs> I think too, the hobbies thing was so hard. We spent so much time in practice and obviously I'm assuming you've been playing since you were eight, seven, yeah. eight. five, six years old. And, you know. Yeah. So it's one of those like, well, even when you were a kid, you didn't have time to develop hobbies my answer to hobbies was I play soccer that is my yeah yeah and like it costs money to start doing hobbies and I guess I didn't realize that like and then so I danced around like buying a bike for forever and then I bought it and I was like god I wish I would have done this months ago this is yeah I, I, I finally you know I look forward to this I look forward to doing something outside of work and I wish someone would have talked about that <laughs> Do you ever think about doing like a race or anything? I don't think so. I don't. I mean, I see these guys racing and I'm like, there's no way. I mean, they're like the Tour de France. I was just about to say. They're like 87 miles a day and they're going like 20 miles an hour for 80 miles. That's ridiculous. I can barely do that. Just I probably downhill. I probably couldn't even. Yeah, I rode like 30 miles and I was like, oh, my God, like I'm incredible. And then I (laughs) looked at that. I'm like. I'm a joke. I saw we were watching when the lady clipped the biker. Yeah. Like so chaotic. And the thought of getting in a bike accident and getting trampled by other bikes is enough for me to not race. Yeah. No, there's a race in Athens coming up. um, And I've never like been been to it. I've always heard about it because I I guess bicyclists were kind of dorks. But here I am. So... I'm like excited to go watch it. And I looked up what it was the other day and I guess they give you like a, a course, a, a lap or whatever. And you have 45 minutes to just go as far as you can. And that just sounds like chaos. So yeah, I'm not, I think I'm just going to be casual. What was your biggest hurdle when you finished baseball? I think it was the anxiety, just 
sitting there, waking up, sitting there and being like, okay, well, what am I going to do today? And for like a month and a half, that's what it was all the time. Thankfully, I was I got I got really close closer with my aunt and uncle uh, who I moved in with, and I could talk to them about things. Um, but it was definitely the anxiety. I, I mean, I, it was it was overwhelming at times, and there you just feel like there's nothing's working out. You're you're sending out resumes or whatever, and I was like. I would say like lost feeling, you know, and and I don't think it had anything to do with not playing baseball. It was the, I didn't have a routine all of a sudden, you know, I didn't have a schedule uh, and that was tough. And I think even now I carry some of that over. I wake up at the exact same time. I'm doing like the exact same things, you know, I feel like, and if I get out of that routine, I get a little anxious, but certainly trying to overcome that. Uh, when I, when everything stopped, you know, it was, it, it's like a hard stop, you know, I guess soccer, y'all have a spring season too. So with the spring, especially like you're done playing and then you graduate. And then, and for us, it, it was even, it was graduation and then you're done playing. And it's then all at once. Yeah. It's like total, there's nothing going on. People leave, whether it be they graduate too, or they get drafted and all of a sudden you look around and you're the only one in your house and all the students are gone and you're like, damn. <laughs> so did your friends experience this? I don't think I really talked to them about that. I don't know. I don't want to speak for them, obviously, but they both of them got they got drafted, so they continued playing. And it was, I think it was a little a longer of a letdown. They got released and then transitioned into the real world. And it was through COVID. So I think they kind of thought it was gonna come, you know there's a ton of changes with minor league baseball and stuff. So I think they saw it coming. Not that I didn't see it coming, but still just. All of a sudden being, yeah. All of a sudden just being over is, is so weird. Um, and then my best friend, uh, the one I grew up with went from immediately from playing to coaching. So it never stopped for him. Uh, he recently got out of that because I think he realized like this is this is just as much of a grind trying to come up through the coaching world as it is playing, uh, and he's he was like I'm 26 and you know I need benefits and salary and stuff so yeah. um, he got out of it too, and I I guess he's kind of going through that right now. Uh, his brother is actually starting in the All Star game tonight. Oh nice. In Denver. Um, Denver. Yeah. Um, but no, actually, I didn't talk about, I think, and that's my fault. You know, I wish I kind of would have talked about that a little bit more, but it feels like something that's so personal. And at the time, I didn't feel like I could really talk to about that. You know, we're, we're used to talking about how many beers we're going to drink or something on a Friday night and instead of talking about anxiety and you feel depressed and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, I was the same way. I didn't talk about it when I started going through it. I didn't see anyone else say anything. So I was like, well, I guess it's just me. So I, I will just probably won't say anything, you know? And then I realized when I started talking about it to one of my, one of my best friends, she was like, Oh, I still get that feeling or, Oh, like this happens when I work out or that type of stuff. And it kind of opened the floodgates into, Oh, okay. And now I'm hearing this conversation with professional athletes who like even Michael Phelps, like people who you look up to and you never like they have everything they have money they have fame they won a ton of gold medals and 
that's when I realized like, oh, we all kind of felt yeah on a surface level, like the same thing. It's sad, but it feels now I'm like, oh, I feel so much comfort that someone else felt the same way. Yeah. But yeah, no, I agree. And I mean, every, especially like the programs, the schools we were at have such big like alumni bases and connections and stuff you know like how I just don't know how there's not like at the start of your fourth year or the start of your third year or something how someone's not taking the time to sit you down and be like all right so here's what's going to start happening when you get away from soccer away from football around from baseball like here's here's what you need to look forward to or here's what you start thinking about um uh here's or how about you talk to xyz who's been through this you know like i just it's neglected and there's the resources are there i think in the university or and even the 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 programs i mean we had i'm sure y'all had academic advisors that were just with women's soccer or with other sports you know i don't want to add jobs to someone's already thankless job but i i just i I feel like it's it, it could be handled better yeah, I mean, that's a conversation I've had with almost everyone. Even if it was a five-minute conversation, hey, you're going to be done next spring season. And you're going to, because for us, we would have our senior spring. That was like time to let loose. I took my fifth year, so I did not have that. But you had like no soccer. You didn't have to run any fitness tests. You got to go out. Everyone was still in school. You got to be a college student for a semester but it would have been nice for them to just sit down and be like, how are we doing? You're not playing yeah. soccer. What's going on in your head? And then the next freshman come in, you're kind of old news. And yeah, you're just, you're, you know, we'll never forget you. And it's a business, yeah. <laughs> you know, they're just looking they, and no fault of theirs in that sense. You know, that's how they make their money. That's just how, how it goes. You know, yeah, it's just how it is, but it'd be nice to talk to someone or someone, just like you said, just make it be so quick, you know, but. Yeah, I struggled too, because I, I'm in grad school right now for mental health counseling, and I even still struggle with the fact of, like, talking to someone who doesn't get it, and not that, like, it's a knock to anyone who's therapist, and that it just is, it would have been nice at school to talk to someone who was, like, had seen us go through the past four or five years to kind of just like tie it all together, put a little bow on it. And so we could pack it away without it being open-ended and no closure really. Yeah. I like the guy I work with. Um, like when I tell him, like, I really don't enjoy baseball. Like I don't, I don't even watch it at this point. You know, like I just, I, I had that chapter and I closed it. Like his reaction is like, that's the dumbest. Like, what are, are you insane? Like, well, no, I just, that's just how, that's it, just how it is. Yeah, I just, you're, you're totally right. It's, it's not something that the everyday person understands. And that's not, that, that by no means like makes us better or tough to understand. It's just, you know, it's kind of a niche, niche thing. There's got to be the right person out there to handle things like that. And I know everyone's so different. I have friends who play in co-ed leagues and I have friends who say they'll never touch a soccer ball again because they're just like, I did that and 
it makes me frustrated because I know I'm not as good or it just brings back memories like that make me sad or whatever the reason is. But yeah, I think it is hard for people to understand. Yeah, I played for a long part of my life, but it doesn't mean I want to keep playing. Yeah. Who did you lean on the most after baseball? So after baseball is kind of when I started to uh, rekindle with my current girlfriend. Uh, We were friendly in college um, and there was other people in the picture. We always stayed in our, respected the boundaries and stayed in our lane. But then we just kind of were, I don't know, I reached out one day and as she was doing and one thing led to another and we're like almost two years into it and she's moved in with me and stuff. So I think because she didn't care ever about my baseball stuff, which was a, a nice change, you know, uh, especially with like the World Series stuff. There were some people that thought of us as larger than life characters. And she'll tell you that she wasn't watching the final. She was watching The Bachelor that night. Uh, so I love it. That, yeah, that was uh, it was it was nice to have that. Rebecca was she just was all she was a friend first. And even now you know, dating and stuff. She's, she's still a friend first. So that was, that was awesome. So I I definitely leaned hard on her. Uh, And she was probably the first person I could really get like the anxiety and anxious feelings and those conversations and and talk about that out loud. And she was just totally, she, she maybe not understand everything, but just would listen. And, you know, times when there's, you don't even need to hear anything to say, you just got to say some things. Um, she listened to that. So that was, uh, that was great. Um, definitely her. Did she play, did she go to coastal? Yeah, she went to coastal. She didn't play anything. She was a, she was a NARP. A NARP. Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome though. It's kind of nice having someone who saw you through it all, but might not have necessarily experienced what you experienced, but still experienced it with you. Yeah. Kind of changes. You know, the you know enough about the baseball side of things to for that to come into play and, and her be understanding, but also knew about like my like, you know my life outside of that. So, what would Bobby today tell the Bobby right out of baseball? Uh, I would just tell him it's going to be all right, dude. You need to chill out. <laughs> Yeah, I remember thinking, like, I remember sitting down outside my academic advisor's office and, like, I mean, like, really freaking out. Like, what? I have no clue what I'm going to do. And I would just tell him, it's going to be fine. It's going to work out. Just relax. Take it in. Take in this this downtime where you don't have any responsibilities um, and enjoy that and maybe take a little bit more. But, yeah, it's going to be okay. <laughs> That's what I would I would tell myself that, you know, if I could tell myself that once a week now, I'd probably be a little bit better. But I know it's it's something that I think we all need to hear every day. Yeah. What part of athletics helped you now? So what part of growing up with baseball helped you in your life now? There are always things, whether it be practice or like your workout or something that you just straight up don't want to do. But you kind of have to. I mean, you definitely have to when you're playing a sport or a team sport and I think uh and and just not like complaining about it a lot I think that goes pretty far in the professional world 
you know, there's a ton of things that I don't always want to do, but, you know, you just do it. Um, and someone else thinks that's, you know, the greatest thing in the world, but you just, it becomes second nature to, you know, just seeing a task and getting it done, whether or not, whether it's, you know, really awesome and it's, you know, fulfilling or it's just no one's ever going to really notice or it sucks, you know, it's stuff like that. And like the organization and, and the time management it takes to be a student athlete and perform like on both ends of that spectrum. I, the biggest thing I think I see is the lack of organization of people. Like it's unbelievable how people dance through life and have like, just don't write things down or it's appalling. It's, yeah, I mean, I don't want to offend anybody, but it's like it does. It's it's disturbing at times. Um, like you know how in elementary school they start giving you calendars and stuff, and you write it. Like I still have one of those. Yeah. And I keep like a journal in my pocket at work all the time. I mean, I write everything down, and yeah, definitely the organization time time management is so cliche, but it's it's so true. I mean, there's you got a lot to pack in there. And then, yeah, just like not complaining and doing things. I think that's, um, I, I mean, I think the people I work with enjoy it. I don't know. I hope they do. I'm sure there's other things I'm missing, but I think those are three big ones. So changing topics here. I have two questions. You're the first baseball. So you have walkout songs. We never <laughs> did. What was your walkout song? And then would it be the same one you have now? Uh, my walkout song was Sweet Georgia Girls by Mac Powell. I was the kid from Georgia on the team. So I was like, when I was a freshman, I thought it was like the coolest thing ever. And then I had a good year. So I was like, well, now I definitely can't change it. But now probably, I'd, I don't know. I love like Co Wetzel and Texas Country and stuff like that. So I'd probably switch to that. Or maybe like uh, I love old Foo Fighters and stuff. So maybe some Foo. I don't know what it would be now. I know it's hard to envision. Like, I feel like mine changes every time I ask someone the question. I'm always like, wait, I don't even know what mine will be this week. Yeah, I think the closest thing I come to a walkout now is like, I know it's going to be a pretty shitty day at work. I just, I'm, I'm cranking it up and and driving into the job site pretty loudly, uh, just to kind of psych myself <laughs> up. That's the closest thing I come to. I was like when I run and like work out and stuff I listen to podcasts and stuff so I'm not I'm kind of that boring guy no that's what I do because I get tired of certain songs and then I'm I'm annoyed because I'm like focusing on my music and changing it so then I just switch over to podcasts yeah yeah well thank you so much for sharing I know it'll be very valuable to the people listening and I'm sure someone will definitely relate to your path and your story and the things you shared. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Thanks for having me. And I, I really like the, the idea of this and the platform you're trying to create. That's awesome. Thank you.